How do you feel great on vacation? Like really good? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sand beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll immerse yourself in natural wonder and find your center on an island where things move at your speed. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Hello. Welcome back. Welcome to the Joyful Courage podcast, a place for inspiration and transformation as we work to keep it together while parenting our tweens and teens. This is real work, people. And when we can focus on our own growth and nurturing the connection with our kids, we can move through the turbulence in a way that allows for relationships to remain intact. My name's Casey O'Rourke. I am your fearless host. I'm a positive discipline trainer, space holder, coach, and the adolescent lead at Sproutable. Also, mama to a 20-year-old daughter and a 17-year-old son. I am walking right beside you on the path of raising our kids with positive discipline and conscious parenting. This show is meant to be a resource to you, and I work really hard to keep it really real, transparent, and authentic so that you feel seen and supported. Today is a solo show, and I'm confident that what I share will be useful to you. Please don't forget, sharing truly is caring. If you love today's show, please, please pass the link around, snap a screenshot, post it on your socials, or text it to your friends. Together, we can make an even bigger impact on families around the globe. If you're feeling extra special, you can rate and review us over in Apple Podcasts. I'm so glad that you're here. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Enjoy the show. Hello. Hi, everybody. Just starting to record on Zoom, too, because we're doing this YouTube thing, which feels really weird because I'm talking to myself. I keep talking about it on my solo shows. Hi. Hi. How are you? It's mid-March. It's mid-March and it's you and me on the pod. I am excited to hang out with you today. And listen, today is a special day and I'll tell you why. Today is a special day because the content for today is coming straight from the community, straight from the Joyful Courage for Parents of Teens Facebook group. Are you in that group? A lot of listeners are in that group. It's a pretty big group. It's kind of wild. And some people come to that group, they don't even know what they're getting into. They just are randomly listening to Facebook suggestions and asking to join the group. Anyway, I think it's kind of fascinating. But this question, the content from today comes straight from a post from the group from my friend Louisa. So I'm going to dive right into it. Is that cool with you? Mid-March, diving right in. So Louisa wrote, Casey, can you please explain the concept of energetic responsibility? If you've been listening to the pod for a while, you've heard me use this phrase. I love this phrase. It makes sense to me. Louisa wrote, I've heard you use the term on the podcast. I interpreted it as me taking energetic responsibility for my son's decisions, actions, etc. when it causes anxiety and angst within me when he's not keeping up with his responsibilities. For example, not getting up on time to get to class. 
I found relief in the thought that I don't have to take that energetic responsibility. It was liberating. Yay. However, I did not apply it to the idea that he can learn energetic responsibility for himself, his choices and consequences, allowing him to be the driver of his experience of his life. So when I read that, what I hear Louisa talking about is, okay, this whole idea of letting go of energetic responsibility feels freeing. However, like, what about our kid? What about their learning and growth? So I responded, yeah, you got it. I'm not so worried about our kids. The idea is that when we hand back the energetic responsibility, our kids get to feel it, the weight of it, as theirs. It's a different conversation when we focus on what they need. And I will say that the tension of life is a powerful teacher. So that's how I responded to Louisa. And then another one of the amazing moms in that group, Sue, said, okay, Casey, is there a particular episode of your podcast where you talk about how to hand back the energetic responsibility? If there is, that's the one I need to hear next. I feel like I can work on my end not to take energetic responsibility, but I'm not sure how to ensure that my son takes it and doesn't just let the responsibility float around in space after I let go of it. Well, and honestly, I guess I need help with the letting go part too. (laughs) I love Sue and Louisa. They've been a part of the community for a long time. I love the candor and just the realness of these comments. Thank you both for showing up in the community and making it clear what type of content would be useful to create because this podcast really is like the goal is to create content that is useful for you. And so this request was perfect. And so what I'm going to do today on the show is I'm going to talk a little bit about energetic responsibility. I'm going to talk a little bit about Adlerian theory, which is what positive discipline is based on. And if you're new here, you should know that positive discipline is the foundation of what I'm all about. And we're just going to, you know, talk about the messiness and with some real life stories and examples as I like to do. So that's, that's what's happening. That's where the content is going to take us today. You into it? I hope so. So you may or may not know, and this is something that I love about positive discipline. It isn't just somebody saying like, here's how we should be. It's actually based in psychology. It's based on Adlerian theory. And one of my favorite quotes from Adlerian theory is that all problems are interpersonal relationship problems. (laughs) I love that. I love that. All problems, ultimately, I'm adding the ultimately in, are interpersonal relationship problems. I would say a subcategory of problems is self-regulation. Like we get into so much mischief simply in the fact that we get dysregulated and then we respond from that place and make things worse. But all problems, this is where we're going to sit today. All problems are interpersonal relationship problems. I love this reminder. And I think it's really useful to keep it in mind as we explore this question of energetic responsibility. Okay. 
We get into mischief interpersonally when we don't stay in our lane. You know what I mean, right? Staying in your lane. It's kind of a catchphrase. It's something people say like, stay in your lane, leave me alone, take care of your business, take care of your side of the street, right? And I love the visual of that. We actually played with it in my membership course last night, staying in our lane and what is our lane and what's our kid's lane and where is their overlap and what exists in that space? Well, in Adlerian speak, in Adlerian theory language, this is called the separation of tasks. The separation of tasks. Interpersonal relationship issues often stem from interfering with other people's tasks or having your own tasks interfered with. Does that make sense? Tasks, things you need to get done for you. A great example of this, like the epic example that everybody can relate to with our adolescents is schoolwork and grades, right? Oh man, we want them to do well. We want them to put in effort, right? Just a little bit of effort would make such a big difference. Listen, I live here. I I get it. We want them to study. We want them to care about school. We want them to see the value. Well, ultimately, what's the value of school? The value of school, if we're being honest, of high school is the effort will keep doors open to what's next. I think the challenge, now I'm going on a tangent in my little soapbox, the challenge is that the institution of education is outdated and doesn't center students. And honestly, a lot of what they're learning doesn't matter when they say, I'm never going to use this in real life. It's true. And we're left saying like, well, it's still important. You know, it's still important. You're learning how to turn things in and meet a deadline and get along with a teacher you don't love. Like, yeah, all of that is great. And we could do better with schooling, right? Even if we're holding school as listen, you got to plow through. And, you know, the best you can do equals how many opportunities you have on the other side. And even that feels kind of, I don't know, weird because I think about my daughter, who you all know dropped out in 11th grade. She got her GED, handled some mental health breakdowns, and is a licensed esthetician. She is considering looking at going to a four-year college. We went and met with an advisor at the local community college, and she was talking to us about prereqs and what she needed. And I said, you know, she got her GED. So do you think there's probably gaps? Are there things she's going to have to do extra? And I swear to God, that admissions counselor or that, I don't know if she was an admissions counselor. She was like, no, she's fine. And Rowan looked right at me and was like, told you, not a big deal. Although of course it felt like a huge deal as we were moving through it. But in the end, it is not actually a setback. The fact that she chose a different route. So side note on that, right? This podcast is sponsored by Factor. Are you old enough to remember TV dinners? They came in those tin trays and each part of the meal had its own little compartment. I remember eating those and watching Happy Days, followed by Three's Company, maybe a little Laverne and Shirley. I am that old. 
Well, the situation has been totally upgraded by Factor. Factor makes delicious, ready-to-eat meals. And unlike those quick meals of the past, every meal from Factor is fresh, never frozen, chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including meals that are calorie smart, protein plus, and keto if that's your thing. Also, there's more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. In my last order, we got red chicken chili tamale bowls and Italian sausage pizza casserole, as well as other delicious meals that my family loved. Plus, there's breakfast and smoothies and all sorts of other add-ons to make life simpler while also keeping it healthy. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Sign up and save. They've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Right now, head to factormeals.com slash joyful50 and use code joyful50 to get 50% off. That's code joyful50 at factormeals.com slash joyful50 to get 50% off. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. So, Again, when we think about what we want for our kids with school, we can ask this question of whose task is it or whose lane does responsibility fall into? Or this is an even more powerful question. Who ultimately is going to receive the end result brought about by the choice and the action that is or isn't taken? (laughs) right? Is it my responsibility? Is it their responsibility? Ultimately, you get to ask yourself, I'm going to say it again, who is going to receive the end result brought about by the choice or the action that is or isn't taken? I know, mind blower. I mean, maybe not for you, but like, this is how we distinguish Is this my responsibility? Is it their responsibility? Your task, your responsibility is to believe in yourself and believe in others. That's it. That's your job, moms and dads. The way the other person acts is their task, is their responsibility. It's your teenager's task to decide how hard they want to work at school. Your task is to decide whether or not you can love them and believe in them for the person they are right now today, not how you wish them to be. What? I'm going to say that again. I'm going to do a lot of repeating, I think, today. It is your teen's task to decide how hard they want to work at school. It's your task to decide whether or not you can love them and believe in them for the person they are right now, not how you wish them to be. School is your child's task. 
School lives in your child's lane. Their lane, their task, they will be the ones to receive the results of working hard at school. It has to be them to decide to do it and find the motivation to keep at it. And we know this, right? We know this intimately. And school especially is a slippery slope for us because it is so clear as the adults in the room with life experience, our own regrets, right? It's so clear. We can see the benefits of showing up well, keeping the doors open versus the alternative. And as long as we try to control this task, as long as we're holding the energetic responsibility for our kids performing at school, the more worry and conflict there will be. We have to learn to hand it over and stay in our lane, stick with our own tasks. I believe in myself. I believe in you, right? I believe in myself. I believe in you. I believe in you even when you're flailing. I believe in you. I believe you're going to learn from this. I see you, right? And now I'm thinking about Sue's question. She wrote, and repeat it, I'm not sure how to ensure that my son takes the energetic responsibility and doesn't just let it float around in space after I let go of it. (gasps) Right? This is where it gets really juicy. This is where it's so hard to let go, you guys. Because we feel like, well, shit, if I'm not holding it, no one's going to hold it. If I don't care, no one's going to care. And if no one cares, what's going to happen? You know, fill in the worst case scenario blank. And I want to challenge that. Like it might look like your kids don't care about their future, but if you've been holding on and doing all the work and getting in the way, they haven't had to care, right? It hasn't been real for them to connect the dots between how I'm showing up right now is going to make an impact on what I get to do later. They don't have to think about that because they've got you making sure last minute they pull it off, making sure last minute you text the teacher, you, well, hopefully you're not texting your kid's teacher. You email the teacher, you pull it off, you stay up all night with them studying, right? They know you, they know how you're going to show up. So they haven't had to experience the energetic responsibility. And Sue, you're right. Like, okay, great. So I just let it go and let it float around. Yeah. I'm here to say, yeah, you do. You get to, your job is to let it go. Your job is also to be transparent and honest. Like, hey, you know what? I've been holding on to this. And I think If you've been around long enough, you've heard me tell this story about my daughter and vaping. So it's been a while and she was messing around with vaping and we kept finding vapes and I was freaking out, right? I was like, oh my God, I got to get her to stop doing this thing. Of course, all of us adults are like, oh shit, the kids and the vaping and the it's everywhere, right? Yeah. Oh my God. Make it stop. And so the last time that I was really confrontational about it, 
I thought we were done. It had been a significant amount of time. I was like, we're in the clear. She gets it. And then I saw something. I was actually looking on my son's phone at his Snapchat or something. And there was a video of him hanging out with her and her blowing vape at the camera. And I knew I could tell time-wise because of the clothes they were wearing. I could just, I knew that it was recent. And I, man, you guys, I stormed in there and I was like, give me your vape. And she said, I don't have a vape. Like her poker face is pretty intense. And I said, I know you do. Hand it over. I don't have one. I know you do. Hand it over. And I stood there, all of my confident authority waiting. So she handed it over and I took it and I knew better than to say anything because I was livid. I went into my room and I was shaking and I couldn't believe again that we were confronted by this. And I thought about all the things that my parents said to me about smokers. Smokers are gross. Smokers are losers. Like you can't have a life and be a smoker and you have no value. And guess what? When I was 19 and I was in full individuation, because I feel like individuation hit me once I went off to college and had a little bit more space to explore who I was. Once I hit that, I was like, smoke. And guess what? It's uh, what? 30 years later and I'm still in a struggle with nicotine. I don't smoke. I don't smoke every day, but now and then it pops up and man, it can just grab me. And it's so annoying. And I thought about that and I realized I never blame my parents <laughs> for my relationship with nicotine because it wasn't their responsibility. It was mine. I blew it. And so I went into Rowan's room and I said, oh my gosh, I have been holding the energetic responsibility for making sure that you don't have an addiction to nicotine. And I just realized that that's not my responsibility. That's your responsibility. You're the one that decides whether or not you're going to have this lifelong struggle with nicotine. Not me. I'm going to be doing my due. You're going to be living your life. And so I'm going to hand that over. And that's what I said to her. I said, I'm handing it over. I even kind of gestured with my hands like, I'm giving you this responsibility because it's not mine. I said, I'm going to interrupt, intervene, interfere when I know it's happening or I know that you have something. I'm going to come in here and say, hand it over. But I'm no longer going to be attached in theory. I'm no longer going to be attached. That's my work. I'm going to detach from your behavior because it's yours. It's not mine. It's not what I want for you, but ultimately it's yours to decide. And so when I think about Sue's question about letting it go and responsibilities just floating around, yeah, this is where things get really juicy. We want to ensure that our kids take action. When I said to Rowan, I'm handing over the energetic responsibility. It's up to you. You're the one that decides if this is a part of your life. Did I hope that that was going to result with her being like, oh, thanks, mom. You're right. I don't want to be addicted to nicotine, so I'm not going to do this anymore. Of course, I wanted that result. But even, maybe not even more, that's not really the point. The point is she's not going to experience that responsibility 
and consider it as hers if I continue to hold on to it and be in a battle with her about it. She's not connecting dots around my choices influence my life. She's thinking, oh my God, my mom is so lame. She's so psychotic. She's such a freak show, right? She's able to kind of bypass the responsibility because I'm holding it. I'm taking it. I'm railing on it. And she, all she has to do is be like, ugh, my mom's so crazy. And guess what? I can get another vape. It's not a big deal, right? So yeah, ensuring our kids take action. How do we make sure that they do something with that responsibility? How do we make sure? That's what we all want to know. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. Lynn, this time of year, parenting can be such a fluster clucks. You've come to the right place. I'm Lynn Lyons, and I've been treating anxious families for over 30 years. I'm Lynn's sister-in-law and co-host Robin Hudson. Join us for Fluster Clucks, a podcast for parents who worry. Wait, that's everybody. Yeah, these last few years have felt like one long anxiety attack for so many. Why do you think parents are always surprised that a podcast about anxiety relates to them, even if no one in their house has an anxiety disorder? Well, worry is human. Everyone does it. And anxiety shows up when we face uncertainty. All the parenting tips you've taught me have been essential. I love to break it down into skills we need to manage worry in our families. We've covered so many topics, depression, burnout, meltdowns, perfectionism. Don't forget scary mothers-in-law. Right, but of course that's not my mother-in-law. Because that's my mother. And a listener. As a psychotherapist, I like to teach parents and kids how to respond to everyday moments in healthy ways. Managing anxiety really can be taught. It really can. And I'll even tell you what to say. We talk about serious stuff, but without being too serious. Anxiety wants everything serious. Anxiety doesn't stand a chance when we're laughing, even about the tough stuff. listen, I feel this with every cell in my body. Tell me they're going to do the right thing. If I do the thing, give me a guarantee. Give me the formula. Tell me what to say. Tell me what to do to ensure that XYZ happens. And I can't. I'm so sorry. I wish I could. I mean, I'd be a freaking millionaire if I could tell you how to do that. The responsibility may float around for a bit. There might be some flail time. 
there might be some a period of time where actions aren't taken. Our kids may have to experience some discomfort. They might even fail or flail about. They might need to do summer school. They might need to, you know, get extra help. They might need to go to a therapist. They might need somebody else on the team to help them, whatever that looks like. And it's not as we, you know, giving up energetic responsibility isn't about, you know, getting a chair, sitting on the sidelines and watching them drown, right? It's not like hands in the air. And I've said this before, I'm saying it again, because I think it's powerful to hear the same thing from different angles, multiple times, peeling the onion, right? It is offering up support and notices. It is staying connected. It is maintaining relationship so as to be able to have conversations that guide them in connecting the dots, in recognizing the responsibility is theirs for them to take, right? And listen, I get it. Exasperation, criticism, judgment. If that's in the room, then the conversations we're having with our kids, they're not gonna be able to connect those dots. We've got to do our work to detach, to really leave that stuff at the door and to step into, hey, I have faith in this kid. I trust the tension of life. I know that they're capable. I know that things are temporary. And right now it's a little wild. It's a little crazy, but I'm not gonna sit inside of, it's always gonna be like this and there's nothing I can do about it, right? Here's what you can do about it. Here's how to support without taking over the task and without getting in their lane. Curiosity, relationship, agreements, routines, noticing, encouragement, all those positive discipline tools that I talk about here on the show. That's the secret sauce. That's the magic formula, as well as letting go of timelines, right? Being open, loving them for exactly who they are right now, accepting them for who they are right now. What do you think about that? I know a lot of you are sitting there, okay, this is really great. I get it in my head. But I'm also wondering, what about if my kid never picks up the responsibility? What if they never do it? What if they never move out? (laughs) And we probably know a few people who have family members that have never moved out, okay? We don't know all the intricacies of that situation. Most kids want to move out. And if they don't want to move out, there's something bigger going on than just the energetic responsibility, right? That's when how we support looks like, let's get you some help. Life shouldn't be this hard. It's appropriate for you to move out. We love you. We love you and we're here for you. We're not going to kick you out on the streets and you need to go. So let's figure out what's getting in your way because life is meant to be lived, right? So what if they don't? Well, tell you what, as long as you are holding tight to that energetic responsibility, they're not connecting the dots. They're not able to recognize that it is their action and or inaction that's creating the results in their lives. We can support them in letting go of it. Yes, but we can't command 
or demand that they hang on, that they find it, that they hold it. And it's so annoying. I know. I wish that us letting go meant them being like, oh, great. I'll take the reins now. But no, like I'm having a visual as I talk about this of, you know, them in the driver's seat and we're in the passenger seat and we're reaching over and steering the car and they're just kind of kicking back. And then we're realizing, oh shoot, you don't know how to drive this car because I've never let go of the wheel. So I'm going to let go of the wheel. Now, if you're like, I'm letting go of the, you know, just do it out of nowhere. There's going to be some like, what? What's happening right now? I don't know how to do this. I haven't learned. So there is absolutely space to own it and say, you know what, babe? I am realizing that I've been holding the energetic responsibility or, you know, use whatever language you want. I just really like that. I've been driving your car. I've been really controlling. I haven't given you space to kind of stretch into this, you know, older teen, young adult, middle school, like whatever is appropriate for you. And granted, if your kid's 13, this is going to look different than if they're 16, than if they're 19, than if they're 25. But I realize I've been holding this responsibility and it's yours. I'm so sorry. I've been robbing you of the experience of feeling it and holding it and learning how to be with it, right? So I'm going to let go. I'm going to let go. And it might feel a little jarring. It might feel a little crazy. I'm not going anywhere, but I'm really going to let you hold it. So we get to ask questions. We get to have vulnerable conversations with our teens. We get to sit with their discomfort, right? Because sometimes we might hear, well, I can't do it. You have to do it. You have to hold it. I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy enough. I don't know enough. I can't. I can't. It's too hard, right? We get to sit with their discomfort and see them in it and attune to their internal experience. Our internal experience gets to attune and be with their internal experience. And we get to let them know that we believe in them. We can't make them take the energetic responsibility from us, but that's not what's required for us to release it because holding on to it is not serving them either. We have to be get better at being with our kids as they are. And I'm telling you this, I'm also like receiving this as well as I hear myself say it. We have to get better at meeting them where they're at and just sitting with them there. Not moving right into here's how we fix it, here's how we problem solve, but instead sending the message of, I see you and this is hard and I have faith in you and I'm here for you. And you know, that doesn't mean there isn't a place for problem solving, but starting to notice where our kids are actually asking for us to just be with them. Can you do it? Yeah. So yeah, I mean, energetic responsibility is something that I love talking about. I love the chance to dig deeper And for me, like, hopefully this was your experience to get even more clear about what I even mean when I say it. And I just love being in the consideration of all of it, the curiosity. You've heard me say fiercely committed, lovingly detached. You know, I love that one too. I am not abandoning my kid. You're not abandoning your kid. 
we're showing up and we're allowing life to unfold and trust them, trust their experience and send the message of faith every chance you get. Be available and show up in a way that allows them to come to you and say, wow, this is hard and I need your help. It's good. What are your thoughts? What are you taking away from this? What are you left wondering? What are you curious about? How can we go deeper and peel even more layers back? Because you know that I'm here for it. So after you listen to this show, show up on my social media or in the Facebook group, send me an email. What are your continued wonderings? Let me know and I'll turn it into a podcast. I love you. I'm so glad that you're here to explore with me. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening in today. Thank you so much to my Sproutable partners, Julieta and Alana, as well as Danielle and Chris Mann and the team at Podshaper for all the support with getting this show out there and helping it to sound so good. Check out our offers for parents with kids of all ages and sign up for our newsletter to stay better connected at besproutable.com. Tune back in on Monday for a brand new interview and I will be back solo with you next Thursday. Have a great day. Feel like you're the martyr in your family? You're not alone. Hey, this is Joanne. And Brie. And we're from the No Guilt Mom podcast. Brie, we talk to a lot of moms. Yeah, we sure do. And if you're a mom who has a to-do list that is so massive that you get overwhelmed and you shut down. Or if you fall into the habit of doing everything for everyone and don't know how to change it, we can help you become a No Guilt Mom. We're going to take you from family martyr to family model. That's role model so that you role model the behavior that you want to see out of your kids. You're going to go from being tired and overwhelmed to energized and guilt-free. Every week, you'll get actionable strategies that you can implement right away from the experts that we interview and from us. We also have a whole lot of fun. So check out the No Guilt Mom podcast everywhere you listen to your favorite shows.